Amy. 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 What? Spider-Man. Talk nerdy to me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you. Baby. And apparently puppy. Yes, we have a puppy with us today. So if you hear weird noises, probably her. A special special third third guest or third host. Yes. <laughs> for today. Yes. As she sits here and we see if she can behave enough to, you know, Podcast. hang out. <laughs> More or less. Ooh, big yawn. Big yawn. That is the requirement. Yep. So. Speaking of requirements. Yes. Well, not yet. We have to. <laughs> what? It's hard to talk about this before saying that we're going to be in going into spoilers. Although it's really, I mean, come on. Okay. Hi, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Did you like it? Yep. So did I. Did you like it, Evie? You didn't see it. So. There you go. That's your non-spoiler review. Okay. <laughs> can we talk spoilers now? We can talk spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, pause. Come back once you've seen it. Or if you just don't care, listen. Wave your arms around. Wave your arms in the air. Yeah. Like you just don't care. Yeah. There yeah, that. That one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so, Spider-Man No Way Home. We saw it opening night. We did. Oh my god, it's so good. It was it so was good. Okay. It, was, it was so good. It was so good. It was pretty much everything I wanted out of a Spider-Man movie. I had one one major <laughs> request. Requirement. Requirement? To you make made it, it a requirement when you said it before. Okay. I, I'm One requirement. And that was for them to do the pointy thing. And, and they, they did. did. As we're pointing right now. Point. Ooh, another big yawn. So, <laughs> speaking of requirements, you must do that. Do this. Whenever there is a big yawn, you must acknowledge that there was a big yawn. <laughs> <laughs> this is our little piggy. He is still a pot belly pig. Um, so, how would you like to go about talking about your favorite moments, your thoughts on the movie as a whole? How did it go to your expectations? Well, I, I do believe that the first step of of talking about this is getting your face licked by pup. So now that we've done that, or at least <laughs> that I have, yes. we may begin. Uh, yeah, I guess we can just kind of go through everything, but just first like nodding. Yes, all the Spider-Mans, I love it. Oh my gosh. So, okay, I'm calming down. A you little good? Bit. No. <laughs> I will say, can I say the one thing that I wish they had done that I'm like, I did not expect them to, but it would have been like that rainbow icing yes. on the cake. If they had just had, I say that a hero can save Yeah, there were a lot of people expecting that at some point. But we did get every other musical theme that was Yes, and so I get why. But also, come on, that song is iconic. I, I know a lot of people, including myself, that agree with you on that. I want the Nickelback cut. 
Release the Nickelback cut. Careful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I mean, I'm, I know we'll get there, but the, gosh, this movie just... You know, I, I can't say that there were a lot of surprises because there were so much hopes and expectations into this, but they met and exceeded those expectations for me. Well, I think this movie was a practice in just because people can predict or know something that's going to happen in the movie, one, you don't have to show them for them to show up. Two, people will still enjoy it even if they figured out what's going to happen. Yeah, and so without going too much into it, because I'm sure we'll probably go over it. Well, yeah, maybe maybe next week. Um, Hawkeye. Yep. So I'm sure we'll go over that. And just the idea of, you know, we're we're all smart people. We're going to figure stuff out because we analyze things and it's so hard not to. And, you know, we just want every bit of all of this media that we can. And you know that Disney now owns Fox and Sony. Yeah. And when you couple all of that with the fact that you can't hide stuff anymore or like it's very, very difficult to hide stuff. And while, you know, yes, I would have liked to have had the trailer be like, okay, it's going to be, you know something i don't know they could have pitched it or shown the trailer or something else and then just get bombarded with doc ock and mm-hmm. green goblin and all of that and just have my mind completely blown that's one of the reviewers i like uh dan merle he was talking about that and he was like it's just not possible but it's not there's phones everywhere there's people everywhere like you're filming outside in actual like spaces yeah and so it's just it's so difficult to well i I mean it's impressive to keep anything under wraps really and so a lot of media now is just trying to get ahead of the curve and just but you also have as as you've experienced because of me you have rampant people just making theories about every possible thing that could happen so it's like impossible to think that no one is discussing the actual thing that's going to happen in your movie yes puppy are you trying to enter the multiverse of table? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, and I, I think one of the biggest or like one of the first examples of just theorizing it until it's dust is ga- was Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was, you know, part of one of the first things that really we really did as a culture of just like we're going to theorize this to death was Game of Thrones. And, you know, that's continued. um I mean, it's it definitely continued with with this, but you know, all of that being said, it's it's so hard to not, you know, to avoid those things. But still, like y- y- the MCU seems to have learned, especially in this current phase, that yes, we know you're going to figure these things out. So the least we can do is tease you for it, and also and make you wait for it, and make it good, and make it good like the so honestly i say so what if i had figured out most of the things that were going to happen in this movie the fact like it did not take away my enjoyment of seeing it unfold by any means Mm -hmm. and you know just the fact that it happened and it was done so well like i could not have been happier well and like you can see that all of them are just having such a good time and Like, I was super happy to just, you know, get closure on these other stories because that's 
a thing that you don't really get. Like, this is a once, like, a first for so many reasons. Like, Avengers was the first, this is the first. But, like, it brings in other universes. We get wrap-ups of stories that we never would have gotten otherwise. And I've seen some people have bad takes on this movie. But it, to me, it came across as a celebration of the movies before it. And then a continuation to kind of honor those legacies while keeping it new. Yeah, and keeping it within the realm or dimension of the MCU. Like, it still felt like, I mean, it still felt like a natural part of the MCU. And I think because of that is, you know, one of the things behind this, they've earned it. I mean, it's not like they did... You know, they introduced Spider-Man Civil War and immediately tried to do this. You know, it was something that was built over time and and still like they're not playing catch up. They're trying to start things and they're not cut. They didn't cut corners either, which is what a lot of people think. And I, I kind of agree with the with the DCEU um, well, and like they they cut corners and tried to jump to this before establishing and and laying the groundwork for but, everything. Well, that's just and that's what I mean by playing catch up. It's like because they wanted to be where Marvel was at that point, yep. and they hadn't put in the time and the work. But you know, one of the other crucial relationships in this movie that also needed to be established was Peter and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. because you know if it's just like, oh hey nice to meet you will you do this thing for me yeah. like no and i like that they acknowledge that like it's felt like they've gone through things together and like all that kind of stuff and you can see that he feels guilty because peter's just this kid which made uh it was almost like it, it almost got brushed past because it, it was such a quick moment and there was so much going on but when uh dr strange mentioned what about us the people who care about you or something to that effect mm-hmm. he was admitting that like, he cares yeah he he does care and you know i think that's one of the reasons why he did everything is because he truly cares about well, Peter. He, he cares but it's also like here's a way i can make up for it potentially with what i've done yeah because like he oh, was boy a- his consequences are coming yeah well yes consequences but also like you have Doctor Strange who looked at all these realities, chose the one that meant Tony Stark would die. You know, he's... He, and I don't blame for anything, but, like, he he made it a, a death sentence for him. And in doing so, allowed Peter Parker to be dusted, saw the, the havoc of all of that reaped on them, saw Peter's, you know, sadness and mourning, and everyone's sadness and mourning for Iron Man, but, like, Peter seems to be a really universal scapegoat for feelings (laughs) (laughs) and so i can imagine looking at him knowing that he is part of iron man's legacy and one of the last things that iron man like touched and helped kind of mold into like the next generation of heroes like i can see him kind of put that on peter also as like here's how i redeem my choices and you can really see that with Benedict because of Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch in that none of that is lost on him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we always keep talking about how 
phase four is all about consequence and so you know i I think this part of this movie is steven owning up to his part and everything i did enjoy their back and forth about call me steven oh that's weird yeah it is because it is weird (laughs) because no one really calls him steven except for rachel mcadams yeah even Wong just calls him strange. But it's just that weird <laughs> thing of like... He's strange. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that weird thing of... Um, I So back in my <laughs> community theater days, I did shows with uh, on the main stage and with lots of adults. And then I uh, interacted with some of them because um, some of their kids were in the, kids, the, the children's theater and stuff. And so to hear some of the people I had worked with as mr or mrs this i'm just like well that's weird name's seth (laughs) (laughs) like it was just a weird thing so i i totally understand that that dynamic of like he's calling me sir but we're equals we're like we helped with the avengers we saved the world no it just sounds weird (laughs) so So i understand how that goes and it was also really interesting to learn that steven's not the sorcerer supreme and it's wong yeah, because, but I believe originally what what I was seeing was apparently originally whenever remember for Endgame when they released posters of either in color and black and white to determine whether or not someone had been who lived who died who tells your story yeah from what uh, from what I was seeing I think Wong was dead I guess they're retconning that he was dusted because they guess. needed him to to not be dusted yeah well we never saw it so yeah he just comes out of the portal with Steven. Yeah. Which, I mean, no I mean, one else knew him, really, so... Yeah. I, I just... Where's my movie of that, of just the uh, organization of, like, Wong with, like, a clipboard and just... <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. There you go. Make that TikTok. It's just, like, <laughs> behind the scenes of the things. Okay, Captain Marvel, your... Black Panther... Captain Marvel didn't come through the thing. Okay, see that's a mistake on my notes. <laughs> I don't know who put the, who who put this on here. Who put Captain Marvel on here? Goodness. Okay, and this, I just want just an hour or two of him going through on a clipboard. But anyway, um, he didn't stick around for this one. He had stuff to do, probably yeah. like karaoke or something. Yeah, I know he's doing some weird stuff. He's yeah, he seems to be doing his job as. Sorcerer Supreme and and putting well, honestly, together he did a his team. job before Strange, so like. But I believe you were the one that called him basically like the mystical Nick Fury. Yeah. So I think he's just doing, doing the work. Yeah. But yeah, and we we also learned that this takes place um, right along the same timeline as Hawkeye. Yeah, really close. I, I, have I, I guess the the finale of Hawkeye will may possibly excuse me solidify which is first because it seems like it could technically be one or the other most likely spider-man first i think, I think. so i think spider-man has to be first because it's not quite christmas and like the end like the post credit of him coming back seems to be like the start of christmas yeah so that's why people are like will he swing through that's in the true. end because that seems to be christmas time the other parts of it seems to be fall like pre yeah. christmas time and oh well yeah actually you you just made me realize because of um stuff with the schools and everything like fall admissions and Mm -hmm. and all of that yeah that then that would put it ahead of 
Yeah. And then um, also, I think they break the thing. I don't know. The only thing that doesn't quite track is the Statue of Liberty. Well, I mean, I I think it still makes sense for a certain someone to want to want to see the Statue of Liberty, because even though it's being built like it's, you know, and still has like still it's still being constructed completely. <coughs> it's still worth going to visit. Yep. Well, she said the new and improved. Yeah. Whatever. Which also doesn't mean knowing it's them <laughs> could also be sarcastic because it just got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Also tracks. But yeah, no, I think. Yeah, it's right before. Um, some people are wondering if he'll show up in the Hawkeye finale. I doubt it because there's no. so much going on there already. And I mean, maybe we'll get like a passing reference, but at this point, I think I joked like he would just swing by, <laughs> literally. But I mean, like if he saw Hawkeye doing something, he would stop. Unless he didn't see him and just was just swinging around. <laughs> that would be that would be really funny if they're having their big climactic Hawkeye battle, and then you just see in the back, really far in the background, just. <laughs> just swinging by and not, not even but i mean him. they did the reason people wonder about it is also because we do get the confirmation that charlie cox is daredevil hey. and was like giving legal advice to peter it's unclear if that was actually his lawyer or just like legal advice and it's unclear the same way it's unclear with wilson unclear. fisk who spoiler alert is in hawkeye i i can't not make that yeah sorry um but same way as that is like we don't know if they're quite the same as the Netflix ones or like some kind of variant. Yeah, I'm hoping they just they just let it be what it was and not. I think they might just not fully acknowledge it. Yeah, I'm just like, but <laughs> unless unless they get full rights to the Netflix stuff and end up putting it on Disney Plus, which even then I don't know if they will, just because of the content. So they've talked about, as an aside, they've talked about making like an adult section of Disney Plus where they could potentially do that and you could potentially age gate your kids out of it. I mean, technically, Sin City, the movie, is a Disney release. Technically, they had The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. So. But, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, I'm hoping they just kind of be like, yeah, and move on. <laughs> yeah. And the question, is it canon? And just as nonchalantly as that. But we had Charlie Cox. He did his Daredevil thing with his catching a brick. Which was cool. And can I just... <laughs> I'm just, just a really about, good lawyer. <laughs> that whole like first, I don't know, half hour or so of the movie was just lightning speed. Mm -hmm. it this was whole movie so, was very fast. Like I saw someone was like, that was the craziest mm -hmm. 45 minutes I've, of my life. <laughs> Like, the only thing that makes me sad about this movie is, I guess, the other, like, big spoiler that Aunt May dies. Yeah. And I hate it because, like, we don't really get an Uncle Ben story in this. And it's, like, unclear how much Uncle Ben existed or was in Peter's life, really. Because I don't remember. You forget that he existed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, okay? You I'm are. This is me trying, okay? I've, I've corrupted you for the better. And... Hey, let me also just say that, you know, once again, thanks to uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's tomfoolery, we get a masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> once again. But anyway, yes, 
Back to... But back to the fact that Aunt May dies and does the great power, great responsibility line, which apparently means that you have to die. Yep. Which <laughs> also, sad. she used the exact phrasing that... The, the original phrase that Stan Lee used. Mm-hmm. Which is really, really cool. But also, like, I, I'm a big... Uh, I have a lot of feelings about killing women for men's storylines. This does not feel that way for me. Yeah. I am one of the first people to point out when it feels like that's a thing. Do, did she need to die? No. I don't think she needed to for his story to really work. Yeah. But I don't think her death was useless or unwarranted in the way that Peter Parker's story needed to go. Like, I understand it, and it had a weight. Yeah. Because he, it, I mean, as tragic as it was, <laughs> like, that was, I mean, it was a quite the major turning point in the movie of, for a lot of reasons, but also just, you know, he wanted to help. He wanted to get them back to the way they were and was just like, I can help these people. I can help these people. And then betrayal of the highest order from green goblin killing her the same way that he died with the glider yeah and um the other thing i guess is which the whole thing with the the bomb is also a slight reference to the first uh toby mcguire spider-man where he attacks her in her apartment but what what i see is um a lot of what Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans talk about is what rage and hurt did to them in their lives. And Tobey Maguire talks about like having to kind of go through and work through that and like how it hurt his life and he had to find his way kind of back to where it was. And we get like the closure of he and Mary Jane got back together, came to some kind of agreement, something. Yeah. Um, but Andrew Garfield talks about, like, taking things too far and becoming, like, a killer. And all of that. And neither of them seem to want to have um, Tom Holland live in that same rage, but also feel like he is alone in it. Because what they both have was, a, was, you know, a seclusion. They were alone. They were isolated. Whereas Tom Holland's Spider-Man has never been. Yeah. And I, I mean, and it, it's, it has a, like a funny instance where they talk about working together, but yeah, it just, it really shows, you know, the power, the power of friendship, but also, you know, one of the benefits that Tom Holland's Spider-Man has is working with universe. others. And yeah. And so he, he has that support network and like, honestly, it's like, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they, when they, which also, how great is it with Ned having possibly magic going into the mystic arts? I'm so here for yep. that. But getting the other Peters to come help and then the three of them just hug it out mm-hmm. and they just have their little moment of, because he has a support group and it just like, to me, the that Spider-Man was. support group? <laughs> yes, but to me, that was the, the moment of just like, I don't know. It was really a really touching moment of, you know, visually showing that difference mm-hmm. between them. And, you know, like 
but you the others have get... like Harry and and MJ and yeah, but Gwen, but but they also like there's a difference in that. I guess what I would say is so take um, Gwen Stacy who previously to these Marvel movies was probably the most involved of like on the side of Spider-Man people and even then she didn't really get involved and so what I liked about MJ and Ned in this one is that like they they're definitely like the secondary characters but they're always see appear to have an agency of like doing other things and having an importance of a weight not just in their relationship to spider-man but like their relationship to each other their relationships to other people in the world and like they never feel fully like useless yeah and i like this movie showed it um i, also- I think especially that even mj and ned have their connection and mm-hmm. their friendship with outside of peter and it's not just <laughs> only through peter yeah you know? and i also really liked um getting to see ned's Oops, sorry sorry um i also really liked getting to see ned's lola and like yeah. they have lives we see gwen's job we see ned's lola we get all of that also i don't i just thought it was really sweet and i just i, I don't know i really like seeing uh ned translate for her and just Mm -hmm. the i don't know it just felt you know amidst all the ridiculousness of the movie including you know a spider-man from another dimension just entering their apartment she's on the wall yeah throwing bread (laughs) (laughs) and she's like can you get that cobweb since you're here i don't know it just seemed like just classic grandma move (laughs) i know i did really enjoy though mj like holding up her fist like she's gonna fight and throwing bread at him and, and she's like do you have the spider sense not for bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so amidst all that you know we get some tagalog which is really cool yeah. it's just like you know because one of the things that, and i told talk to you about is like i relate to the character of peter parker so much and so you know the for each of their respective film series like you know it the movies are made for me and mind and and, you know, it's really cool to just be to look on a big screen and be like, look, it's me. And the power of that definitely is not lost on me. And it's just something that I think that everyone should have all the time because it's just, you know, it's just that that really special feeling of just being like, look, look, it's me up there. And so in this case, I got to have three simultaneous look it's me up there uh just because i relate to the character so much so yeah i i i don't know for me i'm you know i I don't take any of this for granted in that way of just like you know i can relate to and really have that special feeling in my heart of like i see myself up there being super and in this case amazing (laughs) um but i i just yeah i i just I don't know it, it gets me all up in my field because i'm just like i just want everyone to have that in so many different ways and in in countless ways because you know i it has to be more than one uh but yeah i just the importance of it is just so huge and so yeah it definitely is not lost on me as someone who's such a massive spider-man fan yeah 
And we're also like seeing a lot more women in the MCU in this phase. We're seeing more diversity, even if it's not like enough representation. And it's not always like they're doing better at not having super bad (laughs) representation. But I mean, just getting to see a world that looks more like the world as it is, is nice. Yeah. I agree. And even like in the forms of Ned and MJ, like, you know, so many different backgrounds and just. I like that she's a morbid lady. (laughs) (laughs) I anytime she gets into her little fighting stance is hysterical. Like she cracks me up. She's so funny. And just she I like when she's like people. I love people. (laughs) Yep. I just like that at any point, if any of those villains pissed off mj in the wrong way their butts are going back yep she and had, all of them yep she had the power to press it and i think like i think that was cool um i liked i really liked ned having magic i thought that was fun and he just kept like not doing it right <laughs> yeah it was we both were like other hand yeah. uh yeah i i mean we can we haven't talked too much honestly strangely enough <laughs> dr strangely enough uh, about all of the returning villains and everything. I mean, like, just Doc Ock was so good. He and he was had, so good. they're just, I mean, we don't need to go into all of the moments just because there's so many good moments of so callbacks many, so and good. just, just all of the check marks of all of the, all of the boxes of yes, 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 yes. I thought Alfred Molina was excellent. And I love that his interaction with Toei was just, how are you? you? And like, I love that he got his uh, inhibitor chip fixed and got to be himself again. For Um, most of like for a decent chunk of the movie too. Yeah. And you know, even, even when he is being controlled by the, the arms there, you know, there's always that little bit of, of, his humanity there even in his worst moments which i think is what made him such a good villain in spider-man 2 is because even in his worst moments he still had that humanity there um and getting to see willem dafoe with that struggle with himself with his Mm -hmm. his uh, personalities with goblin everything and then his hobgoblin look with the the raggedy hoodie and everything i also like the moment um in the lab where they were talking about uh, Toby Maguire's best friend who tried to kill him. Yeah. And then that's just like, I won't try to kill you. I'll yeah. become a super villain. And try Some to kill people you. were saying that Ned was going to be like hobgoblin or become go bad or something. And I'm like, not Ned. Not Ned. Don't let that happen to Ned. I much prefer the route that this seems to be going of, you know, is he going to be a student of Wong or Steven? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. But I also like, so what what I'm seeing with some of this, especially with like the side characters, specifically in like this phase, because you have it in Shang Chi also with Katie, is we're seeing some of the characters that are more like original interpretations of the characters start to get their own lore and build. Yeah. So like Katie didn't exist in Shang Chi, and now she's a part of it. They brought her into the next part. Uh, Ned is based on I think Miles's best friend in the comics. Uh, he does have a lot of 
similarities to Genki. Yeah, but he's not him. Yeah. So technically, he's like an original. Yeah, and Genki can still exist when they eventually bring in Miles. If they want him. And I I hope so, because Genki's great. I, I love him. He's just... He's just such a dork. Yeah, but, like, so, like, people compared him to him a lot when this first came out. Yeah, and, and so, he is the tech person for Miles, too. Yep. and But, like, MJ is a different MJ. You have Ned. And they're all getting their own kind of personhood, I guess. Yeah, and it's, like you said, they're getting their own lore. And since they don't have to, you know, they're not basing it on anything completely and can kind of do what they want with that freedom, you know. I think you could definitely have Ned well, what be a sorcerer. I, what I wanted to actually point out was that I like that it feels like for the first time, really, that the MCU is building its own universe. Because like people are always like, it's kind of like the 616. And it's like, yes, but no. And now they're fully like leaning into branching off into other places. And, like, doing different things. Like, Sylvie, even, is a different, complete build of Sylvie from the other parts. Yeah. Yeah, and I I continue to welcome that. I think it it's, I think it's a smart move, and I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. What? I just, Sorry. I, I want Sorcerer Ned. <laughs> I interrupted you in your talk about the villains. No, but, I mean, you know, we're getting in a world where now... Entering a world where that can in happen. A in a world where Doc Ock can come back and have his little crooked tooth that's really cute. And Green Goblin and Electro, who's just like, yay, I'm hot now, so I'm not about to give that up. <laughs> um, I I was hoping there would get to be a little bit more with the lizard, just because he seemed to have the least. Uh, he was and- definitely the bottom build of all of them. Yeah, so I... He definitely it was like, the least. It was like, I would say Alfred Molina and Green Goblin were pretty equal. Yeah. And then Jamie Foxx, then Sandman, then Lizard. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, some of that might just not wanting to animate the Lizard the whole time. Yeah. And not wanting to animate the sand the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess because he's, he's fully turned back. But the sand, with Sandman, um, he could st- still, at least at the end of um spider-man 3 3. years have happened well not really if it's well Well, i guess he had because he didn't die yeah salmon didn't die but i'm just like he just knew who peter parker was yeah but i I, i'm not sure why he was you know whether it was a choice or if it was like an availability thing or or what or you know maybe uh thomas hayden church could only have safely do things virtually and so that's why they went that way i don't know there's a number of reasons why but um yeah i i thought that there would be a little bit more of him in his human form but that's fine but yeah i just gosh everything got its comeuppance and everything got its andrew garfield catching mj yeah i mean i knew it was either going to be him or because of the shot, I knew it was either going to be him or Gwen Stacy, which I was kind of hoping for Spider-Gwen because I'm just like, give it to me. But uh, it would have been cool for Emma Stone, but also you don't know if she wanted to. Yeah. And, you know, it's it was a very full that, movie. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I was I also good think, either way. Yeah. I also think that like for as much as I would have loved that, 
it would have been a weird thing for Andrew Garfield's character and not, I don't think, of the same full healing because it would have had to be a different Gwen. Yeah. And I don't think it would have given the same weight to the bond of the three brothers, more or less. Um, and that's me as someone who's always just like, yay, ladies. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was like the possibility was him doing the dive and was about to do it. But then she I know, got but it first. still wouldn't have been his. And so yeah. I don't think that the closure would have been quite the same because it's like, oh, yeah. here's what she could have been if she didn't die versus, you know. Yeah. yeah. I like I said, I was good either way. I knew it was going to be one of the two. So I, I had the one wonder of like, are we going to see Shailene Woodley as MJ? Yeah. There were a couple of times I'm like, are we? Yeah. Because they kept mentioning that he didn't have an MJ. Yeah. And it's like, but you sort of do. But they also, I think what's interesting with Andrew Garfield is they left a lot open with his character. Yeah. That's why a lot of people right now are like, hey, Amazing Spider-Man 3. It's like, where were you? Yeah. I'm like, I have enjoyed And also, will people go see it? They better. (laughs) But that's like the thing. It's like, will they go see it? Because I don't know. Like, I feel like it's people asking for something that they're not going to actually support. Yeah, it's the thing of, like, give me this thing I asked for, and then you do, and they're like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting you to actually do it. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I just think that this movie showed and reminded the audience of what stars each of them are in their own way with their respective Spider-Men. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, because I'm just like, I would say Tobey Maguire had a little bit of old Steve from Blue's Clues vibes going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting older. Yeah. But I love the, the youth pastor line was so funny. And, like, and I also like the cracking the back thing. Oh, yeah, that was great. And every discussion about the web shooters. That was Comes out of where? I was hoping, and they did. And just like all of the, all of the Peter banter was perfection. And, I would rewatch those parts a lot. Yeah, and so that's what I'm looking forward to. I think the most, as far as revisiting, is just because, you know, in a theater where everyone's excited and shouting and stuff, you know, I know a lot got missed. Well, yeah, but, we were in a theater of people that we knew, so everyone felt a little bit more freedom to be loud. Yeah, and rambunctious. But it was it was a really great theater experience, and yeah, I just. All of them are so good as as Spider-Man. And it's like, I don't know. I just, you know, I Tom Holland did great. Toby did great. But like, you know, a lot of people are saying this movie was justice for Andrew because, you know, he, I guess, was Peter number three in this movie because he didn't get to three in his own movies. And so, like, I don't well, know. he's like, I'm Peter number two because he is. <laughs> but he's Peter number three because he didn't get to. And he's always at the bottom of everyone's list of Spider-Man. And because this is probably the the completionist in me wants to see Topher Grace Venom pop up so that every villain of their movies has, well, and and Rhino, I just want them to pop He's up for a second. He kind of was there, silhouetted. Yeah, but that looked, I don't, the based on the shape, it wasn't that Rhino. Mm. Uh, mm. That's what the, I was The shapes at. Were, not, were too fast for me to really focus my too brain. Too curious. Family. <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself but though i i will say I and i still think set. the the funnest thing for me is like can i prove that venom is from andrew garfield's universe and that's our third movie <laughs> i mean 
yeah that's why i'm like even if it's a throwaway thing and maybe maybe tom hardy's venom eats topher grace's venom i don't know i just i need that full set because i'm just like you're just missing Who do you think is actually you're missing three because they're also missing the dane dehan harry he can also i don't know they can just blow up or something i don't know <laughs> but we also now have so you have the post credit scene where eddie brock is there and he's like what's going on what's up with danny and, rojas from with, ted lasso and the moment he's like okay i'm gonna go to new york and meet the spider-man he, and he gets shunted back to his universe and so hello Okay, if you hear a knocking, someone in a neighborhood is not being so friendly. Hammering away. But um, you have uh, him get shut, but he leaves behind some goo that implies that we might get Venom in the MCU, but a different Venom again. Well, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they he mentioned something about a hive mind. Well, yeah, so he'll know who Spider-Man is, but it's not eddie brock like this eddie brock venom yeah and so some people are saying that um it could attach to flash thompson and we can get agent venom in this maybe but he's I, still like too young and he's i don't know i just here's okay the flash thompson in this is very different i also just like no offense to the actor who plays flash thompson tony revelory sure i, I do not enjoy him <laughs> like his character i do not enjoy him Every time I see him. Are we going to get. So are you saying we might get. Um, Joe Manganiello. Flash Thompson. He would be a more. I feel like he would be more of an agent Venom. Because it's like. You know. He went off to war. And then. Was given the symbiote as like an experiment. and stuff. I don't know. That seems. It seems like more up, up his alley. Than fanboy Flash Thompson. Maybe. I just. I don't know what they're planning on doing with that. By the way, if for whatever, I, I feel like they'll get they'll get Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock in somehow. Like, you know, even though they were, they can come back and he can yeah. still, still do it. But I think the even universe if for whatever, is forever broken. Even if for whatever reason there was like a different Venom, I'm sure he would still do the voice until, you know, and then maybe reconnect with his love of reconnect with his love, Eddie Brock. They are the true romance. <laughs> so, yeah, I. I think it I think it just gives them um a window to do something with it, but then ultimately like they're they're gonna put him back with Tom Hardy. Yeah. So. I don't know. Well, I mean like he's he's with Tom Hardy. He didn't get left behind. Yeah, but I mean like that piece of Maybe goo. I mean Reunited goo. They're hive mind connected. So that's what I mean. Like even if they end up doing something and, and splitting Ooh, off a little bit. Do I know it could be cool? Like, I know this is not what's going to happen, but I would be down to see an MJ Venom. Like, just because she's, she's morbid, Venom's morbid, I feel like they would have fun chilling. <laughs> the, so, a different Michelle as Venom. Yes. <laughs> Listen, hey, it I all comes together. I love that in, in the Venom movies with Michelle Williams. Yeah. She's hilarious. And, and I'm sure that the Venom that it, if they do like fully do it in the MCU, we'll have a different vibe from that Venom. Yeah, and but I mean, like there are different characters within the symbiote, like outside of Eddie Brock, so that might just, you know, they'll still have the Eddie Brock Venom, but sort of have 
I don't know. I feel like they're just setting up something else mm-hmm. in addition to the Eddie Brock. So I don't think it's an either or. I think it's an yes and. Well, no, I think <laughs> that Eddie Brock is still going to have his series of movies. I think it's whatever is going to be in the Tom Holland movies. Yeah. But he, he still might cross over at some point. Who knows? Who knows? Is there anything else that you feel like talking about for the actual movie? Or do you want to oh. talk about the Doctor Strange post credit? I mean, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I really liked the moment where uh, Tom Holland, Peter, was about to kill Green Goblin. And with his glider again, mm-hmm. he was about to get killed by his own glider again. And... The, you shouldn't put points on that thing then. I mean, it. Wait, did he pull out a knife or did he? Oh yeah, I guess he pulled out a knife or something to yeah. to stab Toby. But he's just like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was happy, but I liked didn't die. that he he was the one to to intervene. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I don't want to go over every little line of dialogue because it will it'll take the whole the whole length of the movie to put Pretty it all much. in there because it was all just so good um yeah i i mean i've been looking for complaints about this movie but i don't really have any my only complaint is that like there was the sad thing that i was hoping wouldn't happen but i'm not mad it's happened yeah and like <laughs> and i think it's funny that venom was only there for half a second yeah i thought <laughs> it was a it was a pretty hilarious troll especially since Right before he was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get Venom in the MCU. And Eddie Brock's like, okay, I figured it out. Okay, I know what I need to do. I'm going to be in the MCU. And by- yep. I thought that was just a really funny troll. It and is. Par for the course for his his Eddie Brock. Yep. Just a fumbling buffoon. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we instead after that, we just get a, a trailer... Uh, within the movie for Multiverse of Madness. Which comes out when? It was uh, February. I think it got pushed to March. Yeah. I believe is where it's at now. So I'm like, where is Wanda? Why is she in this, like, Apple Orchard Field thing? Which is a different place than she was before. Um, Look at all these monsters. Look at Evil Strange. Where is Spider-Man? So, do you think that that Doctor Strange is... No. The what-if one? No. Okay. No. I don't necessarily think they're going to cross over with what-if. I honestly... I hope not. Uh, yes. But... And I was watching the... Well, I was watching behind the scenes for it. And the... One of, like, the for creators... What for what-if. And uh, what, I think he was, like, the executive producer or, like, the showrunner mm-hmm. or whatever. He was saying that there might be ideas that slightly manifest into the MCU. So that was suggesting that, like, you know, the idea of an evil Doctor Strange, but not that one. Well, no, because so the the Doctor Strange that we see looks full-on sociopath evil. Whereas evil Doctor Strange, or as much as he is evil Doctor Strange... Is more angsty. Yeah, he's, like, edgelord. Yeah. Doctor Strange. He he's not straight up like maniacal. <laughs> he's like tragically sad. I'm surprised. Speaking of Edge Lord, I'm surprised they didn't bring up emo Spider Man at any point in the movie. I mean, because they reference almost everything. They else. mention him. He he like has a passing reference to like the idea of Venom in the Statue of Liberty. Scene. Yeah, but specifically emo Spider Man. 
But I did like when Andrew Garfield was like, I want to fight an alien. Right? And I was like, well, maybe you can. Because Venom. Hello, knockers. Hammer it away. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so back to the... I, I've seen... I don't know if it's real, but like, there seems to be like a supposed leak of something with Professor X in Multiverse of Madness. And we'll see. I mean, I think... Because one of the questions, because there's that stat- the Statue of Liberty and stuff, was are we going to get X-Men in this movie? Um, but, yeah, it the seems like... The answer to that was no. The answer is no, but they they seem to be saving it for Multiverse of Madness. Madness. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense, because that one, Spider-Man No Way Home, is specifically about Spider-Man. Yep. Whereas, the title suggests, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it's about Doctor Strange and the multiverse. Yeah, and... And since Wanda's such a pivotal character in that, like it makes sense to introduce the X Men with her. Yeah, that's why. Like, I hope that or at least like in the universe, it has stuff. to be at least one person that we recognize. Like, I wouldn't. I don't think they would have held it if it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like yeah. But they also so sorry. They also used so they used the guy in WandaVision. Who played Quicksilver, and he wasn't Quicksilver. He was just some rando. Ralph Boner. Yep. All that for a Boner joke. Um, But we get that. And then... So my my thought from that is that, you know, MCU Quicksilver is still the Quicksilver that we have. And since we never got Quicksilver in the Fox... um. OG X-Men that if we were going to get an X a Professor X and a Magneto it would be you know Mr. Old Man's because we've had that story so many times I don't feel like they're going to tell that X-Men story again but it would let them be there as something else does that make sense yeah maybe maybe or you know I don't know I feel like if I feel like they might keep the three somehow. Three? Of Professor X, Magneto, and Logan. I don't know about... Maybe, I, don't, I don't know about Wolverine. I don't. Because I know he, he did say, like, he said it jokingly, but, like, that he would consider um, joining the MCU if he got to do, like, an Avengers thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it could be kind of like the the MCU version of Logan that's out there is still him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, I mean, it, really it's up to Hugh Jackman, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I mean, whether it's just be... a cameo or something, I feel like it might be them for that. But what we get as far as what stays or... Or what is like the focus. Yeah, or what is the MCU... Um, what's the established mcu version of those characters like you know i i feel like as this as the spider-man movie movie has shown like it can be um any mix of casting mm-hmm. because j jonah jameson is the same in this mm-hmm. universe and so you know that's a case where you know in the other universes it's still he looks like jk simmons and in this universe he looks like jk simmons so you know, they, they've really played their cards to where they can do whatever they want whenever. And so... Yeah, and and so here's my one disclaimer for this movie, I guess. 
I hate that this movie is propaganda for Disney should own everything. Because I I would much have preferred that this movie came out with studios working together and not be a studio acquisition. Because I don't like the fact that it's such a giant conglomerate of media because that is really limiting to the scope of things that we can get. Yeah, I mean, that's, this one was a case of collaboration versus absorbing. <laughs> was it? Yeah, because Sony is still a separate thing mm-hmm. and, you know, this it's it's always still like legal-wise, it's still a collaboration rather than um, you know, kind of. Disney owning it. No, but, I no it is. Disney it's, also owns Fox. They are very yeah, and no, in no. the Fox case, it's it's being it's it's absorbed, but in the case of this movie, they are very clear that it's Sony and Disney working collaborating on a project rather than you know ownership it's like it's it's a sharing thing um but like they're very clear in that especially because all of them the all of the mcu spider-man movies are listed as um i think it's columbia Mm -hmm. at the bottom of sony company and they don't in all of the mcu spider-man movies don't use the Marvel fanfare in that thing. Mm. Well, they have the the thing with Tom Holland, the the scrolly thing. Yeah, but they're not using the music, mm. which is indicative of that. Okay. So, like, they are legal wise, yeah. they're like, we are shaking hands. Look at us shaking hands, but then once the movie's over, we let go. Yep. So. But that I think that either way, I still think that's the one thing about this that like I don't like. And it has nothing to do with the movie itself. But I also just, like like that, I just want studios to cooperate so we can get cool stuff like this. Without it having to be so much crazy legal jargon. Like, yep. I'm like, just just be friends. No, yeah, but with X-Men and Fantastic Four and everything, that's definitely thy fox consumed. <laughs> yes. Oh, for fox sake. Which was his mug. I know. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of quippy mugs lately. Um, Hawkeye had the Thanos was right mug. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, any anything. I I was just so happy with this movie. I just felt so full after it, and I just keep thinking about it, and I just want to see it again. And but we shall wait because it was expensive. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get super special mega edition on Blu-ray. Maybe even get it twice. I don't know. I might you might have to to try to make sure you get the version that you want. Yeah, I might just get both and just keep both and just be happy. Yeah. So I I think it might be my favorite. No, it's definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie. I'm still trying to think of where it falls in my MCU layout of, like, favorite movies. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one I feel like watching a lot. There are a lot lot of people are comparing it, like, where it ranks within just Spider-Man movies and including um, things like Into the Mm Spider-Verse. I I would probably put it side by side with Spider-Verse because I like them both. And they both... Both? They both? They they both do a similar thing. Yeah, Yes, they both do a very similar thing. Yeah, and so, like, I think I would rank it kind of, like, alongside that one if we're including Spider-Verse. Um, not not too interested in the animated Spider-Man show coming out. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it, but it's not, like, I don't know. I don't, I, it's not something that I needed. No, 
And I don't remember a lot of what I saw because I did watch like the Spider-Man cartoon from the olden days when I was little. Yeah. But they said that they confirmed that it's specifically the MCU Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I just meant like in my list of if we're talking all Spider-Man media that I have seen. I don't remember enough of that one to rank it. Um, Yeah. Did like. Do enjoy. We'll think on where it fits in my MCU lineup of stuff. I mean, I'm trying to wait it out a little bit so I can really analyze my, but I'm, I feel like as of now it might be in top five. I would have most to, definitely top 10, but probably top five. I would have to reassess. And I think it will help seeing it again to see how much enjoyment I get out of rewatching, which tends to be where like my rankings fall. Yeah. Is that makes sense. If I want to watch it multiple times, then it ranks higher. That's what put birds of prey on top for me is just because I just, Whenever I think of watching a movie from one of those, I just keep my brain just goes to Birds of Prey. Yeah, because it was the more fun movie to watch. And it's just such a fast paced movie, much like this. It was two and a half hours, but it didn't feel like it. Mm -mm. No, I was just always like, is this the end? Is this the end? Meh, 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 meh. Much like with WandaVision, we were like, meh, meh. And that's what we get next in the movies. Yeah. We get more of both, technically. Oh, yeah, because Spider-Man's in that one, too. To an undisclosed amount, but yes. Doesn't seem like very much, but... No, and so I'm I'm wondering if it's similar to Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be a quick little, for you know, introduction to his movie. That or... Like a bridge. That or... <laughs> Um, I could see it potentially being at the end to kind of tie back to Peter needing to do something. Oh, you think it might be at the end instead of the beginning? Maybe. I think yeah. one of the two. He's definitely going to either open or close the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. And it could even be like a post-credit. You yeah. never even know. But like, I could, I can see it potentially tying back into that because Peter's trying to figure out what to do and how to fix it. Yeah. I, I, my only think my the only reason why i guess that he might be in a little bit more than than that is because of when he had to film and he was there for like with with dr strange he was there for probably like a week or two so he was he was involved for a decent amount of time i know but rather than just like a quick post-credit cameo well i could see him then potentially being spider-man because they because dr strange and wanda know spider-man but they don't know peter parker yeah. So I could see a moment with Peter Parker versus just that. Who knows? Not Maybe. us. I'm wondering, okay, last last thing, <laughs> as it doesn't pertain so much to Spider-Man, but more to thoughts about the, the multiverse of Venice. Do you think we will get teenage... Uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. Uh, Billy and Tommy. Yeah. I think at least by the end. I think... But that's... who are they, who's going to play them? Do we know? Oh, you mean like they're they're older, yeah. like Young Avengers, right? Yeah, I I still think well, so. Well, as far like, as they kind of have, if they're gonna come back into the MCU, they're gonna be older. Yeah, I, I'm guessing probably uh, unknowns. That would be my guess because they're, they're well, the Young Avengers of, seems to be a mix. Of yeah, knowns and they and have they have a decent amount of uh, well known. I guess people. I I would be surprised that I don't think we know who that is yet. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a in reference to what casting oh yeah like 
I haven't seen anything about it. It might exist. Uh, I yeah, they haven't they haven't announced it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would like to just be surprised, no matter whether it's unknown or someone you know decently familiar. I I would just if they're gonna do that, which I I I do I do think they are. I hope that they can keep it a, a wrap uh, under wraps until it comes out. Well, the other thing, the only other thing I will say at this moment, I guess, because like we know that they're building towards a version of Young Avengers. Not 100% the original Young Avengers, but, like, a version. Um, I imagine, like, one of the protagonists of that won't come in until actual time frame of Young Avengers, if they do it. Yeah. The only other person that I've heard no whispers of is Teddy. And I feel like that could be something that we get in Secret Invasion. And I think that that could mean that Secret Invasion might tie into, like, WandaVision a little bit. Yeah, I'm doubting that he will show up in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the only way that that would happen, potentially, is if we see anything with um, Billy's life in yeah. there. Technically, they don't like get together and date until they are already Young Avengers. But um, if we get a little bit of his actual home life, we might get something or at least like a hint of something. But I would imagine that with things that are announced, secret invasion is really soon. It's not the next one. I think, I think it's the next one after that. Mm -hmm. I could see us potentially getting more with that or one, one last, one last hypothesis. <laughs> one more thing. One more hypothesis before we leave. Cause this isn't a long enough episode after all <laughs> is if, the watch in Hawkeye is a list of scrolls in hiding. We could see a slight, slight flash of a Teddy Altman somewhere in a name, in like a picture of teenage blonde boy, but like one little thing to indicate he exists. That would be the, those are the two places I think he will pop up really. But yeah. But More they can't the not have him. They will. There will be riots. <laughs> I. I mean, they're definitely gonna. Seems like they're setting that up. But yeah, I. I still do think that we will get, at least by the end, um, adult. Or teenage, teenage. Billy and Tommy. Young adult. Young yeah. adult. Because they're aging up some of them. Yeah. Because Haley Seinfeld's character is twenty. Well. Well, how old is she in Young Avengers? Because she's usually like twenties. In most of the I can't remember. depictions of, um, I actually thought they were <laughs> gonna mean, try to consider Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop as a as a teenager, but I'm like, eh, she's getting up there, so yeah, I'm glad but, they made um, her college. The the guy from Falcon Winter Soldier, Elijah, yeah, also was like older. He was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. He seemed like the right age. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, looking at who there is, I don't know how what age they're putting Cassie Lang at now. I think, like, 1920s. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think that they're putting the Young Avengers uh, the slightly older. Just a little mm. older. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But those are our thoughts on Spider-Man. Because I also think no they're going to make y Yelena into a Young Avenger. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it just depends on whatever they're going to do with... Um, 
the totally not Suicide Squad side of things. Yes. But anyway, I, I think they're looping her into that. Yeah. And Which is unusual, but cool. Um, the puppy's waking up. Yeah, so I guess that means we better go. No. Yeah. She's like, just when I was starting to wake up. No. When you wake up, that means we need to stop podcasting. So we can spend time with puppy. So, that was our thoughts on... Spider-Man No Way Home. And Friends. And Friends. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us here at Talk Nerdy to Me Baby. We put up episodes Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, most Tuesdays. And you can find us all across the internet, where I am Amarie by the Sea on all the things. And I am Case Crusader on all the things. And we would love if you come chat with us on any kind of social medias. Yeah. We'll most likely be back next time with Hawkeye. 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 He's a Hawkeye. He's a Hawkeye. No, he's not my daddy. Anyway. <sighs> goodbye. goodbye.